With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The force will be with you always. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Star Wars Alliance Podcast, your home on the Geek Ultimate Alliance Podcast Network for any and all things Star Wars. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Katie Rintler, and with me, as always, is Clay. Clay, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Today has been a little bit of lazy day. I reread the uh, tr- Trail of Shadows, what we are going to be reviewing today. But also, I just read a whole bunch of comics, kind of just laid back. Uh, I uh, My mom kind of made fun of me. She's like, oh, you must be living the life. I'm like, not really. I don't have a job right now. But everything is good everything looks to be on the up and up recently in my life uh we got some good news recently and also i think this friday me and abby are gonna go back to the doctor to go see how the baby is doing so that's gonna be fun yay Yay. uh but other than that it's been uh, quite a simple day that's that's really good no i know speaking from experience job hunting is quite honestly a nightmare and there's only so long that you can stare at job applications so i feel you on a deep and personal level oh yeah it, it everything starts to like blend together at, at some point so it's just like i need to take a break i need to put myself aside from all of this and just let it breathe because i don't I, I i specifically set like a certain amount of time throughout the but like that's not going to give people like to answer me quicker if I just apply, yeah. apply, apply. So I, I give myself a certain amount of time. I apply. And then I just go about my day. I, I, I run errands. I do chores. I get as much around the house as I can get done. So, you know, today was a good day. So, y'all, we do have a couple pieces of news to get into today. Um, However, before we do that, we have to hit the podcast paperwork side of things. Like I said at the beginning, Star Wars Alliance is a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance podcast network. We have eight shows, seven days a week. 
Uh, once a month on Sundays, you've got World's Finest True Believers with Chris. On Mondays, one week, you're going to have Slice of Film uh, with me, Mark, and or Sarah. Uh, and and then the opposite week, you're going to have Ranger Alliance with Clay, Joe, and Jake. That is your Monday roundup. Uh, Monday nights, DC Alliance goes live, uh, which then drops in podcast feeds on Tuesdays. Wednesdays is superhero discussions with um, Travis Hines. And Wednesday nights is Star Wars Alliance Live. You're here uh, with me and Clay. And then Thursdays is when the audio drops. Thursday nights is typically also when Marvel Alliance goes live with Brent and Chris. And then that drops into audio feeds on Fridays. And then Saturdays uh, is every other it's been so long since I've done this. Excuse me, y'all. And I'm still <laughs> tired. Um, every other Saturday is a walk through the multiverse with Joe. So those are our eight shows. There are three very good ways you can support the podcast in the network. Uh, one is by doing the podcasty things, uh, rate and review on your favorite podcatcher or like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, those are very good options to help us get into the feeds of other listeners who may not be following us on social media. Um, the second way is through the ads in this episode. So Star Wars Alliance is an ad-supported network. Claire, I will give you a warning uh, before those occur. But just so you know now, uh, we don't get to choose who those ads are from, nor how loud the ads are, nor how many times you hear the same ad in the same episode. So that warning is just to give you uh, preparation for your headphones, volume levels, whatever. Um, if you are not interested in ads, another good way, the third and final way to support us is on Patreon, uh, where we have two tiers. The $1 tier helps keep the Kyber Crystals charge around here. And the $5 tier gets y'all ad-free episodes, exclusive episodes, and any early episodes that may drop. Uh, Clay and the Ranger Alliance guys just dropped a Patreon for the Power Rangers costumes. And then I believe at the end of this week, Matt and I will be discussing uh, High Republic Marvel uh, 10 through 15, as well as doing a deep dive on Trail of Shadows. So uh, Clay and I are going to hit some of the high levels, just some details on what we liked, kind of go briefly through what happens in the story. Uh, but Matt and I will do a deeper dive and kind of walk through issue by issue what's going on um, and some key factors as well as... Um, yeah, so uh, finishing yeah, it, up the it Marvel seems, comics. So. Thankfully, thankfully, we do have uh, quite a bit of news that kind of just yes. just hit us all at once, it seems, uh, this week, which is very, very nice. Because like I keep saying, it seems like we always scoop <laughs> at the bottom of the barrel to find some stuff before Obi-Wan comes out. But I'm really excited to talk about some of the stuff, specifically... Some gaming news, what I am super excited about. We will get into more of that later. Uh, but, Katie, where do you want to start? Where where do you want to go? How do you want to do well, this? Well, you talked about the gaming news. Um, so let's talk about the gaming news. So, unless you want to leave that one for last. <laughs> no, we can jump right into that. So, Star Wars News Net. Uh, of course, the one place where we uh, get to go back and read about all of the news that has hit us this week. Um, they have uh, the headline rumor, Aiming Henning and Skydance's Star Wars game is the spiritual successor to EA's canceled Project Ragtag. Um, now, of course, the rumor part is the fact that it is the spiritual successor, but it has been confirmed even by Amy Henning, that she is on this project uh, mm. for this uh, new game coming out. This was very, very exciting to see. I can't remember who exactly broke the news, but I think I one think of it my was Hollywood reporter was a Hollywood reporter. Okay, I think one of the coolest things was Amy uh, posting the article. Mm -hmm. And then using the very oh-so-famous quote from Star Wars, never tell me the odds. And the best thing about that is it works for a quote, but also it works for Amy's whole thing having to deal with Star Wars in the first place. She 
was going to be making a Star Wars game a while back. It got canceled. Everybody who was in the gaming community that has followed her, like Snell told you, Katie, you were like, I don't know what this is, but I yay, Star Wars news. <laughs> <laughs> Amy has been attached to a lot of really, really popular games. Um, one of the biggest names, of course, being Uncharted. And so having her come back to make possibly that exact same game or possibly something even better and bigger is really really exciting so uh her giving a second chance and having her use that quote never tell me the odds was really really cheeky really really fun i am looking forward to this a whole lot now fun fact never tell me the odds was on my graduation cap for college that is awesome that is awesome uh there's actually a tweet here that amy says excited to share the star wars news today here's uh, even better news, we're hiring. If you'd like to join our team to work on Marvel and Star Wars, check out our job listings. Ooh, let's see here. Let's see here. Software animation, no sound design. God <laughs> damn it, Amy. Why? It'll probably be at the very end. I know, I know. I will I will most definitely be looking at Skydance for sure now. But uh, this is very, very exciting. I am so, I, like I said, I'm very much looking forward to this. Now, as far as when this will be officially dropping anything else there has not been an announcement of that it is way too early for that kind of thing but i'm hoping that there will be some sort of update near the end of the year to kind of give us okay we could possibly start thinking about this game again in a year year and a half six months something like that that's what i'm hoping for uh but i did not know this I did not know this at all. You know, I was just clicking through these links that you <laughs> always put in our chat before the show starts. And we're getting some more uh, trade paperbacks, a new wave. Uh, oh, I can't. I can't even like, I love these. They're so good. Um, let me pull up my screen. Hang on. So uh, these are the three that have been announced. They're supposed to drop uh, August 2nd of this year. Um, so a recent wave did just drop, uh, which was, uh, Wedge's Gamble, Dynasty of Evil, uh, and Kenobi, as well as Darth Plagueis. So those were the latest ones that dropped. Um, but now we're getting the next book in the X-Wing, uh, in the Rogue Squadron series, uh, which is the Krytos Trap. And pictured on the cover is Yvonne Essard who is a leader of the Imperial Remnant um, and basically runs a prison camp. Uh, And so I won't go into it too much, uh, but she basically leads that and Wedge and Tycho Kelchu, who were kind of the main leads of the Rogue Squadron series, have to deal with her. Tycho has previously been imprisoned at her facility so it delves a lot into the ptsd of things uh but it's gorgeous artwork uh by dolly on the cover with a uh green highlights and a green imperial logo behind her uh the next one we're getting is darth maul shadow hunter uh with art by t-o-k uh and it is a pretty legitimate uh portrait <laughs> i guess is the right i, word. I love this um, cover i absolutely this is like, like as soon as i clicked the link i saw that was the first thing that i saw because of course it's front and center but i was like oh mm-hmm. man i need to get this book it looks so good yeah it it looks really good um did i finish that one um i actually did finish that one i didn't finish the second darth maul book but this one was pretty good um i did review it and kind of go through the storyline on uh, a patreon episode so you can go check out our patreon for that um the next one which <laughs> i'm not a zombie person at all but this death troopers cover I, that's what i assumed that it was like the the aesthetic of it the yellow glowing eyes the ways that they're kind of like just put on the cover makes it look like zombies so that's what i was gonna ask is that what this is yeah. So, and Joe actually is the one who told me this, uh, cause I read Red Harvest, which is Joe Schreiber's first book, um, which okay, takes place okay. in like the old Republic era. And this is the sequel to it in the clone, uh, the clone wars era. So that's, uh, 
it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because I'm getting to the point actually where I'm about to come across it, I feel like. So uh, we'll see what happens. I will read it for Joe. <laughs> so, but it looked, all of these covers have been super great. Um, I will say one of the downsides of these editions is that the editing on the print themselves have not been great. I love Delray. Delray has put out some great work. And obviously I love Legends. But seeing these come to light in trade paperback form, um, it kind of sucks to see the printing details that aren't being hit up. Uh, the pages actually on most of the books actually out go out past the front cover. So the front cover doesn't cover at yeah. all. Yeah. And then, and then um, even the spine, they're not level with yeah, how they're not the, the same. logos and everything else. Yeah. And there was one... There was somebody on Twitter, um, he runs, I believe it's Star Wars Book News, um, but he's in Germany, and he actually took a picture of, um, and I think I've talked about this before, but he took a picture of the Darth Bane trilogy, and the rule of two, two has a zero instead of an O in it. Oh, that's right. We've, we talked yeah. about that in our chat uh, a couple months back. That's right. Yeah. So, but at this point, I'm they haven't put out this artwork anywhere else and I really want some of this artwork. So I'm to the point where I'm just going to look for these on sale probably and stick them on a shelf and then they'll be on a shelf back here somewhere on my <laughs> wall of destiny. Cause man, this artwork is just killer, but I wish they were getting just a little more respect with what's going on. Yeah. The way I usually get these is I will wait to see them on the shelf at Target. I am mm -hmm. a Target Red member, so I already get a percentage off. Plus, they already have usually these trade paperbacks have their 20 percent off sticker, which, by the way, stop putting stickers on. Stop books, putting please. stickers on that. Gosh, I can understand um, the hardcover with the sleeve. Yeah. I can understand it. I don't like it, but I can understand. But if it's a trade paperback, don't put a sticker it's on so the cover. It's uh, it just uh, it angers me so much, but that's how I usually get them. And so I will get them at a discounted rate, mm -hmm. like when they come out initially. But it's been a little hard to, to actually get my hands on some of them. So if I find them out in the wild, I'll just grab it and, you know, get it then. I am I, I am not pursuing all of these all at once. Just a couple of them. You know, with the last wave, I grabbed Kenobi. That should be coming uh, in pretty soon for me. Uh, I had it on a order that is that had some stuff coming out in May. So the whole shipment will not come out until that one book releases. And so I will get all of it all at once. And then with this, I'll probably, I don't know. Death Troopers kind of sounds interesting. So I might get both the Darth Maul book and the Death Troopers book. I'm honestly surprised they didn't do Red Harvest first to kind of make that a trilogy. Or like the make that the set. So yeah. It's a little weird, but I've heard Death Death Troopers gets rave reviews from what I've seen on Twitter. Um, this article on Star Wars Newsnet does have uh, the titles for the supposedly the titles for the fifth wave, uh, which were leaked online through Edelweiss. Uh, the fifth batch will consist of X-wing, the Back to War, which makes sense because we're going through Rogue Squadron books, and then uh, Nathan. And Greg and Sarah will be really excited for this. Um, but the next two, the other two is, are the Old Republic Deceived and the Old Republic Revan. So I'm excited for Revan. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see, see what the artwork. cover will be for Revan. Yeah. With like how they've been doing like the pastel work on the covers. I, I'm really excited to see what they might do for, for that one for sure. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and take our first ad break here. Remember, guys, we don't choose the volume. We don't choose the uh, ads and we don't choose how many times they repeat themselves if they do. So we'll be back in just a second hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so do you want to hit the... Because both of these have to technically deal with Obi-Wan. Which one do you want to hit first? Um, We can talk about the composer, I feel like. Okay, okay. So this... I don't think to anybody's surprise, um, Loki's composer has been getting a lot of work since Loki. Um, so she is actually uh, going to be attached to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, now, this is, of course, still set as a rumor. Nothing has been yeah. confirmed. Um, of course, we do have Williamson's new uh, main theme for the show. Uh, but... Uh, she is going to be working throughout the series. Uh, f- so you will be hearing her work. I'm super excited about this as well. Um, I was along with uh, Taylor Fields over there at Geekverse. I was l- listening to the Loki theme like every single <laughs> day when Loki came out. So I'm really excited to see what she will do as far as because I know that the music on the Disney Plus Star Wars shows has been a little controversial. I mean, it's whatever. But on the live think... action ones, they've been killer. It's yeah. the bad badge where I was like, ah, and then it... some people loved it, but it it wasn't great. It wasn't great. But I will say that there is usually tropes. There is 100 percent tropes for Star Wars music in general. So I'm really excited to see how she plays along with that. And kind of makes it her own. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Um, some other rumored names uh, was Michael Gianchi, Gianchino. Oh my gosh. Um, who did Rogue One. But he also recently just got done with the Batman. Um, uh, Giacchino. John, Giacchino. Sorry. Um, and John Powell who did Solo. And um, Powell isn't out of the realm of possibility. Uh, Giacchino has been extremely busy um, because he's got uh, the score for Jurassic World, Lightyear, and Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, so it's he is also, I believe, he is also directing uh, Werewolf by Night for yep. Disney Plus. Also, so he does have a full like slate. So I'm I'm sure he probably has something kind of in his backlog because he's worked with Star Wars before. So yeah. I'm sure he has something, but I wouldn't put it on I, I wouldn't bet money on him being the main composer throughout the entire series yeah um john powell has a less busier year um uh, he's only got don't worry darling coming up um but it, not not potentially um and then ludwig Gorenson, who were also uh was also rumored he's probably not going to be on the list because he's done pretty much everything live action for star wars so far um and i feel like for a limited series like this is supposed to be they're gonna want to go in a different direction with something a little more thematic especially since um obi-wan is like down on his luck in obi-wan kenobi as much as you can say that so um (laughs) natalie appears to be the bet um jordan from cinelinks uh, Jordan Mason, he did reach out to a source at Star Wars who said that they will be announcing uh, shortly. Now, with Star Wars, we never know what that's going to be. So, we'll see what happens. We shall see. Now, this next bit of news actually has a lot of people freaking out. <laughs> I have seen so many TikToks about people just regurgitating this news and then freaking <laughs> out. And... There's a good reason for it. There now is more speculation on what Obi-Wan will actually show us or possibly even Ahsoka. But it has been news now that Hayden Christensen has come out and said that he binged all of Clone Wars 
in all of Rebels in preparation to his return in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Katie, how do you feel about this? I loved it. Um, Ewan McGregor said that he went back and rewatched all of the films in preparation. And this kind of get pinged off that question um, where he said, I went back and rewatched all of the films. But I also got into the animated shows, The Clone Wars and Rebels and Rebels. But Rebels makes sense also because he hasn't been confirmed for Ahsoka. But Rosario Dawson did state that she was excited to unite with Sky Guy on screen. Uh, so Rebels absolutely makes sense for going into the Ahsoka show. Um, I want to know how he reacted uh, to Twilight of the Apprentice personally. That's what everybody uh, is asking. <laughs> now, I think, honestly, I do think that Rebels does make sense for his appearance even in uh, Obi-Wan. Because of just, you know, him already seeing Ahsoka, we have to talk about it as actual Star Wars canon and thus seeing, okay, he saw he saw Ahsoka first with the uh, with the battle between them two. Mm -hmm. And then he comes across Obi-Wan. So he's already like Rebels takes place after Obi-Wan. No, not. Yeah, it does. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, no, no. The scene with the Grand Ahsoka. Inquisitor. No, no. The Grand Inquisitor dies in season one of Rebels. The Grand Inquisitor is in Obi Wan Kenobi. I thought we. Oh, I thought we already went by this. We said <laughs> that Rebels and Obi Wan are happening at the same we said time. Obi Wan and Solo are happening at the same time. Ish. So. <laughs> okay. I do this with Matt too. Believe me, I, I know how this works. Rewind, rewind. <laughs> we see the events technically via our actual visual of watching the show. In we see the rebels. Season two of Rebels, and then season four of Rebels is the Maul and Obi-Wan fight, right? Yes. Which would take which place after, which would take place after the events of Obi-Wan. Yes. Okay. Which is how that so, came up in conversation because of the whole, like, um, the, um, it, it starts with the re, uh, the, it's like redoing like the timeline. It's altering the timeline is what Redconning. people are saying. Retconning. Thank you. I was like, y'all, <laughs> what's that? I'm word doing again? a lot better, but I'm still tired and my back hurts. <laughs> so I, I managed to throw my back out Sunday. So it sucks. I need, and, and this is mainly my fault. I need to get down the timeline of Star Wars, like to a T, because I can, I can do it for Marvel. I can do it for DC. I can do it for Marvel and DC Comics. Star Wars is the one that I'm still working on. If like BBY me... and all of, all, like, it, it's all confusing. It's all confusing because it's not actual Earth years. So I have to like really if commit to looking at a, it. If you gave me a list, and I'm going to say this, but I could probably screw up like one or two. I, if you gave me like just a cutout list of like all uh, canon books and canon TV shows and movies, I could probably get it 95% correct. So hmm. I'm going to leave okay. room for like one or two <laughs> errors, but I'm fairly certain I could get it right because I just, I have my bookshelves imprinted in my brain. <laughs> so I see that as a challenge and I will. You know what? That when we literally have nothing, <laughs> when we literally have nothing to talk about, I think we should do the timeline challenge for Katie. The Star Wars timeline challenge for Katie. I'm down. That'll be fun. That'll be and fun. And we'll put a bed sheet over the over my bookshelves. <laughs> there will be no cheating involved. And then, so I I could get this. So I feel really confident in myself. That Not might actually be really though. really fun. Not comics. Oh, it's, hey, it's canon. It's canon. <laughs> I specifically said books and like TV film. 
Okay. 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 Now, my opinion on this with the whole thing with Hayden binging this, I think this is very, very cool. Again, it gives more to the idea that animation is not just animation. It is a part of great storytelling. It is a part of this true canon of Star Wars, and it should be treated as such. So for Hayden to go back and watch all of that, and plus his character was a big part of Clone Wars. So I just, I love that he was able to do that. Um, I just wish that there was some sort of camera. You know, I know. Just I seeing like- his reaction. Now, I don't, I don't know if Lucasfilm would have even allowed it. But still, just to even have like a short amount of time to be like, okay, you're going to react to these five specific episodes. You know, nothing too big, nothing too crazy, but like the tease of uh, Anakin's turn to Darth Vader in like what, season three? The the, um, more, more, more to episodes with the father, the son and the daughter. Yes, yes, that. And just just those episodes, I think, would be really, really fun to see Hayden's reaction to a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited that he is also getting excited about this. Um, we have, shoot, it is April 20. It's April 20th today. Uh, we have a month and three, a month and five days. Yep. A month and five days until celebration, which means we have a month and seven days until Obi-Wan is finally here. So let's we're we're we're, we're counting down the days. It's finally gonna be here. If only because like for, for a split second before we actually went live and I was like just waiting for you to jump in this call, <laughs> I was like, holy crap, we only have a week until Obi-Wan. I was like, oh wait, no, it's April. Yeah, depression. We did this Monday too. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, before we jump into our main topic, we actually forgot that there was a question by one of our well, dear on. listeners. There is one more piece of news. Oh, that's it, right. There is. There confirmed. is one more piece of news. Yes. I couldn't find an article for this one, um, but in interviews for Jurassic World three, Bryce Dallas Howard has seemed to be involved in Ahsoka, which seems really cool. Um, she's like, I can't wait to see what fans of the Clone Wars have installed. Um, so it, it's good to see her staying involved. Is the yes. summary? <laughs> I I'm telling you, she needs to have her own series or her own movie i don't know why disney has not jumped on that i know let's jump into this question that uh of course our very beloved listener s bubs he is not in the chat today um but he asked this question back like two weeks ago so i do apologize for not getting to it sooner he wanted to know if there was an actual canon explanation of how long an individual being could be in carbonite. Now, I do not have the info right off the top of my head, and neither did Katie, but of course this is majorly a Katie question because she knows this <laughs> lore more than both of us combined. So is there is there a for sure thing? Is there is just guessing? Like what what would be? I mean, I was gonna say realistic, but this is the Star Wars universe we're talking about here. So, mm-hmm. what do you think? We're gonna go into our second ad break, and we'll be right back. So, uh, searching before the episode because you were the one who reminded me of this. Um, so in canon, currently. Um, there is only a couple instances that we've seen actual carbonite freezing on screen um, during the Clone Wars uh, when they were um, trying to get Anakin Skywalker was trying to get into the Citadel and going past um, a blockade that was searching for hu- for any type of life. Um, and so they froze themselves in carbonite because that got them through that. Um during the Civil War, the Galactic Empire actually froze a kyber crystal. Um, and then obviously we know Empire Strikes Back. Um, Surat Nuat had an office desk made with the frozen block of his brother. 
as well as Din Djarin would carbon freeze several of his bounties aboard uh, the Razor Crest. So, yes. um, Surat Nuat was a Celestin male gangster um, and killed his parents when he lived on Celeste and froze his brother in carbonite. Uh, it's not said how long he actually froze in carbonite. Um, he's a part of the Aftermath series. So, Aftermath and Aftermath Light. Debt is where he's mentioned. Uh, so I don't think it was okay. very long because I did read Aftermath. However, there is history um, in actual uh, legends for carbon freezing being used. Um, obviously, we have Empire Strikes Back. Um, the fate of the Jedi actually uses carbonite freezing extensively because several of Luke's Jedi Padawans were going mad to say, like, to simplify it. Um, and so to prevent them from hurting themselves as well as other people, they froze them in carbonite. And actually, um, the leader of the Galactic, I think it was the Galactic Empire at that time. No, it was the Galactic Republic. Um, Natasi Dalla actually took them and took the carbonite panels and had them hung up in her office building because she wanted to put the Jedi in their place. Um, and so. Um, so there's that, but the the longest time that I could find was actually one that I actually remembered. I could not remember how long, uh, but it was Sintus Vel, who was a female Kifar from the planet Kifu, who became a bounty hunter at a young age. She met and fell in love with Boba Fett and later married him when she was 18 years old. Um, they lived together for three years on Conquer Dawn. Uh, where Sintas gave birth to their daughter, Island, um, And Fett eventually... Uh, <laughs> Fett was eventually exiled because he killed the man who raped Sintas. And Sintas had to... And Fett had to divorce because he was exiled. Um, and eventually, when... Just before Island was about to turn 16 years old, um, Sintas accepted a bounty hunting job which ended up with her being frozen in carbonite for close to 40 years until her granddaughter, Mirza Gev, located her on FIDA. Uh, and so that so she was frozen for 40 years, and she took that job to buy Island a present for her birthday. So, Okay. So she found her after 40 years. So I would assume, because it's carbonite... Mm -hmm. You do not age physically. Correct. So, there you go, S-Bubs. 40 years seems to be the longest via canon that mm -hmm. we have seen somebody in Carbonite. And I don't even think you need that long because whatever your theory is, <laughs> we now, well, we've known that... Uh, the Mandalorian takes place between the force awakens and the return of the Jedi. And we know that from return of the Jedi to force awakens is 30 years. Mm -hmm. So if you just move up a little bit and then boom, like you have some time to play around with. So I think 40 years is a good enough time for whatever your theory is, because S Bubs does say that he does have some crazy theory <laughs> for Lucasfilm to, you know, use Din Djarin, of course, the Mandalorian as a cash grab for post Rise of Skywalker. So I'm very interested to see or hear what S-Bubs does have as far as that theory. So S-Bubs, if you would like to share it with us, <laughs> we can definitely talk about it uh, one day. Um, I think I've podcast. seen his theory and I disagree, but yes, I share mean... it again and we'll talk about it. <laughs> I, I definitely want to I definitely want to see it um, because it probably is like stupid crazy um, comparatively to like what the actual story of Star Wars is post uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, but that is really it for the news and the questions and everything else. Well, I was uh, just looking at Twitter. I'm sorry. Um, and just to celebrate a monumentous day for Star Wars fans 15 years ago, Star Wars uh, yes. The Force Unleashed. Uh, was released and it just got a re-release 
um, on the switch it over to nintendo switch which i've heard not so good things about the port but that's a different story happy 15 years the force unleashed i played the force unleashed on playstation for the for the first time when i played it but then i moved to my dad's and i didn't take my playstation because i left it with my little brother uh but my dad got it for me on the nintendo wii now i will say that was some of the funnest gameplay i have ever had because again the wii with the new technology you're moving your hands around and everything else i had my my first job i bought the lightsaber connection to the wii controller where it like (laughs) lit up blue or uh, lit up red and then like you could you could use cheat codes to like change your character so i didn't have to play a star killer i played as han solo i played as admiral akbar i i played as so many uh, like outrageous characters in that game but that game was so much fun i never played the second one i do want to play it um but it, it was a really, really fun game. Uh, that is my introduction. Well, was it my introduction to uh, the voice actor there? Uh, I think he was on Smallville before that game. Yeah, I think it was on Smallville before it. Yes, I think he was. Uh, but that was, I think, his introduction to Star Wars in general. So without and he's that, he stuck around ever since. He did. He did. He of course, he is. Ah, you know, it is funny because I don't know if you knew this, but he actually has a Twitch channel. He plays Star Wars games very regularly on that Twitch channel. Um, I think one of the most recent games he played was uh, Squadron. Uh, So you can always go check him out there. Uh, But I think that is it. Let's go ahead and (laughs) jump into our main topic of the night, uh, which is uh, Trail of Shadows uh what because you are going to be doing a deep dive with matt so what were some of the big highlights to this book i because i will say this reading it again all at once rather than monthly um it read very very smoothly yes but i do have a problem with that smoothness of reading okay so i want to hear some of your thoughts on the book and then i will go into mine um, well, so this is Older's first adult comic. Um, he did write uh, The Higher Public Adventures, uh, but that is an all-age comic. So this is his first time actually writing um, an adult comic. Um, I loved this. This is probably this is probably my favorite comic to come out of The Higher Public. Kevin Scott's run was very good, um, but this is probably my favorite. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, I love the characters of the P.I. I can't remember her name for the life of me. Um, uh, let me see if I can find it here. It's, um, dang it. Her name um, I love is Cyan. S-I-A-N. S-I-A-N. Cyan or Cyan or, I mean, however you want to pronounce it. and Emmerich were a great pair together. I actually feel like they were developing feelings for each other towards the end um with some problem by the way that's your problem well yes i will i I will explain i will explain but keep going keep going um i love the detail that we get into the nameless i like the the doctor um at the very end who's like i don't give a a fuck we're just gonna like tell you what's going on um and then like just gives all the details about the nameless and the fact that um the jedi order has been singing this shri karai lullaby for probably 20 50 years now and that's actually the name of the nameless <laughs> i loved that reveal i thought it was so cool um stellan stellan is probably my only issue with this one i don't like his portrayal but i also think it just goes to show how far he goes downhill um with like everything that goes on in this two years after of rise of the, uh, after uh the rising storm yeah for sure mm-hmm. uh so like i said my problem with this is the feelings that emrick and Zion seemingly seem to mm-hmm. uh 
go towards one another. And this is, of course, the the very first page of this book is essentially the last moments of Rising Storm. And Which was very... heartbreaking to get in the preview. Yes, yes. And then in the last few pages of this comic, the entire volume, um, is the like midway, I would say kind of midway point, if mm-hmm. not the ending of Fallen Star. So if you remember, that's a couple months. That is quite yeah. a long time. This makes it seem like it's like the next day. Yeah. Like it, it, it does make because you're reading it now in a volume rather than monthly, reading it monthly, you got to read Rise uh The Rising Storm, got to read this for a couple months, then read Fallen Star, and then read the ending of this book immediately after. It does make sense that way, but when you are reading the story, these events are actually taking place what seems like in the matter of two days, three yeah. days, maybe. Well, and with the first issue, right, you get the end of the rising storm, but then like the next, like he leaves um, the asteroid they were on. And then turns around and basically it's led to believe um, that this is like a month later. Because Emmerich's performed all of his, this is him talking with Stellan and everything. So he's talking with Stellan. So a month has already passed at the beginning of the first issue. So yeah, you're right. It, 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 does, it does go by really, really quick. And we even get an appearance from um, quite a few people from, yeah. from other books. We get, of course... Um, oh shoot, what is her name? Uh uh, uh Keeve. We get Keeve in here. Yeah, we get uh buckets uh, of blood. Buckets of blood, which I I was it so didn't even sad. Da- it didn't even dawn on me at the end of Fallen Star. And then when I see this, he's gone. Well, because I don't know if you've read the High Republic Adventures yet, right? Have you read that? I haven't finished it. I haven't so, finished it. Okay. Because we so, only review we only reviewed the first volume. Right. We didn't we finish have, we it. We need to go back and do the rest of them. Um, but the third one, it pretty much ends, and I'm it pretty much ends in where Midnight Horizon, um, where um what's her name? Um Pink Tentacles. It's not Lula. Lula's the, Oh uh 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 Oh shoot! Zine? Shoot! Is it yes. Okay. Where Zine leaves, it pretty much ends right there. So we have no idea what the High Republic Adventures crew faces on um, on Starlight Beacon. We don't know at all. We, I, and again, this is what we talked about it already. So I'm going to be brief. But we have no idea what happens to Lula Talisoda, and I am very sad. Um, yes. And I'm saying that in that way because I'm like, I'm trying not to cry again. Like, no. So the High Republic Adventures crew manages to get to Starlight Beacon. And Emmerich and Cyan actually take off with the remnants because of the crew, including new younglings that they had found. Um, yes. That's shown in the final issue. And Buckets of Blood. Oh, my gosh. He... He he's he off. he seemingly he yeah he takes up his robe and you think it's seamlessly because he says oh I got a lot of blood on this maybe you can use it for testing to learn more about this creature and mm-hmm. I was like that's a little weird couldn't you just like wait until you got onto the ship right? and then maybe change your robes or something and then right. he's like I'm not gonna need them anymore and I was like no 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 what are you doing don't do it and he goes off into the darkness with just his lightsaber and his his underwear he is underwear underwear. (laughs) and i'm it made me sad no more buckets of blood now you it's really hard to convince myself that there was maybe some way he would 
be able to escape. No, especially with the ending of High Republic 15. With the, but with the so with that and plus the like everything that happened in Fallen Star, the mm-hmm. destruction of the escape pods and all of that happening, there was no way that he could have escaped, unfortunately. So he and Stellan were both a casualty in the falling yeah. of Starlight Beacon. Because I feel like we get, um, and I know the nameless can like draw up fears of all the Jedi and stuff, but at the very end, um, before Buckets of Blood hands over his robes, Emmerich actually sees Stellan and is begging for help. And I, I feel like they time they did that, especially to kind of coordinate with maybe the beacon falling um, and Stellan having some sort of issue because the beacon doesn't like fully fall out of the sky um, by the end um, of this issue. Uh, but it's definitely now like split and everything. So um, it, it doesn't take place quite at the end, but I feel like it's very close to the end. Yeah. But I love the artwork in this. I think the artwork's great. We get our first, this was our first actual look at the nameless, even though it's very, um, it's only bits and pieces, but it's still very good. Um, I love the attention to detail. I love seeing this one with cyan with the lightsaber so i was so badass i i i want to ask you because of course you are the honorary mara jade fan in our how did i feel about the red hair (laughs) well like seeing this i was like i feel like this was done very much on purpose you know (laughs) And maybe that's why I liked her character so much is because honestly, looking at it now, I didn't even think about it. But honestly, now looking at it, it does kind of feel like she's very inquisitive. She's trying to be her own person, but also learning how to depend on somebody else. It's very, very good analysis. I, I can't answer that question right now, I feel like. But I I started to really pick up on it, I think, in issue three. Um, and of course like you said there was these moments of them because there was there was two narration boxes at some point one blue one yellow uh showing the difference between the two of them but they were kind of contemplating some sort of feelings and even emrick we've had this discussion before also in the high republic specifically but also telling cyan we can have feelings Mm -hmm. we can have emotion it's as long as it doesn't run our lives and as long as we keep it, keep it in control and things like that. So we did have that, that little bit of like what felt like a forbidden love type thing. And I just don't think it really worked if this was an ongoing series and if they would have timed it a little bit better. And And I know because of just how comics work and everything else that the the pacing of it probably would have been like really really dragged out and probably people would have gotten tired of it but i like these characters enough i think i would have appreciated on the ongoing series now it does say at the very end of issue five and at the very end of the first volume which this is it says star wars the high republic will return this fall and the quest of the jedi i didn't get that in the trade oh you didn't get that in the trade so Mm -hmm. it says it right here i'm actually going to show you uh via the camera yeah i think i remember reading that because y'all we do get marvel comics and uh when dark horse starts publishing uh star wars comics we will Hopefully, I, I need to get back in contact with Dark Horse because, yes, we have had conversations with Dark Horse. It does seem like we will be getting books there. And I, I would have thought I would have gotten just more books other than just Star Wars, but I haven't received anything from them since they added us onto their list. So I want to go back and I want to talk to them. They may be changing some things up because I know they just had an acquisition of like another purchase and things like mm-hmm. that. So 
they're probably just getting all of their ducks in a row before they actually sent out books to people that are on their review list. But I want to reach out and see if uh, maybe something was uh, messed up or anything. But we are going to be getting those books in the future um, with Dark Horse, which is very, very exciting. Uh, but yeah, The Quest of the Jedi. That's a very so interesting excited. book title for sure. I am very excited about it as well. Well, because um, Quest of the Jedi is the title of Phase 2. So Light of the Jedi was the title of Phase 1. And Quest of the Jedi is the title of Phase 2. I think it's Truth of the Jedi is the title of Phase 3. Ah, okay, so, okay, okay. I mean, I want to double check that real fast. I wonder what our first comic book... Now, I will say this... If people want us to cover it, we can definitely do so. But I do know that Katie and Matt do all of their Star Wars canon stuff via Patreon. So I don't want to step on any toes. But in the next few months, we will be getting Obi-Wan Kenobi and his miniseries. So if uh, we have some time, um, we might be covering that as well. So basically, what that is going to be and i actually teased uh snell at this is the dark and gritty like no hope story that everybody wanted from obi-wan kenobi and everybody was like ah oh, well i don't know if you know family friendly audiences would love that depressing story snell wanted it i wanted it well we're gonna get it but it's gonna be in comic book form so unfortunately Yes, Nathan yes, has joined the chat. I, I have I have gotten so many jokes about that uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, Nathan, if you haven't heard, um, I uh, have gotten out of my old apartment. I'm getting into a new home uh, here in the next few weeks, hopefully crossing my fingers on that. Everything seems to be good, but I just, you know, don't want to jinx it. Knock mm -hmm. on wood. Uh, but yeah, uh, I am temporarily in my parents closet. Um, in their guest room, uh, recording all of this stuff. And I honestly have some really good sound, but yeah. Uh, phase three of the High Republic is actually called Trials of the Jedi. I knew it started with a T, but all it's right. Trials of the Jedi. So, um, but yes, the Dark Horse comic by Cla Claudia Gray will be called Quest of the Jedi. And Kevin Scott's will be called Quest of the Jedi as well. So... Very, very nice. Looking forward to both of those and all of those, honestly. Um, but with that, I think that is it for the show. Very short well, episode. Oh, well, I well, wanted to broach a question to our listeners. So, oh, yes, we've trying... talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, yes. go ahead. So, we've been trying to think of something to kind of do as a weekly segment, uh, with the episodes. And so, one of the ideas, um, that I came up with was potentially going through the Wikipedia characters of the day for the past week and then doing like a short kind of dive on who the character is, what pieces of media they're in, um, and maybe going and looking for specific characters in the future that will be related to potentially like Obi-Wan Kenobi and or and just doing a brief history on who the character is. I know we've talked about doing that, um, but this would be something that y'all could be involved in if there's a certain era of Star Wars that you want to hear about. Um, this would be an opportunity. So if y'all are interested in that, I'd love to do that. Um, I, I love going through Wikipedia and just <laughs> seeing what the characters are all going to do. So, Well, I think, for one, it, it helps me in my knowledge of the subject of Star Wars grow, which I am 100% for. But I think, like you said, it does bring a good point of we can grab like a handful of characters, put them up on a poll on our Twitter account. And, you know, whichever one wins the poll, that is the character that will be uh, for the very next week. And, you know, we can talk about that character. We can talk about some of the favorite pieces of media that that character yep. has been involved in for the both of us, whether it be in Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, any kind of uh, movie and or book. Um, yep. So I think that would be really, really fun for sure. So let us know what you think, but I think we're going to start picking that up. Um, maybe not next week, but um, maybe beginning of May is when we'll start doing that. Um, that way we can get some time to like build some character depth um, and see who to pick for the first one. So, yeah. Um, with that, Clay, where can they find you? Of course, you can always find me at fanboyclay on Twitter. Of course, uh, in the 
bio there, you can find my link tree to all the shows that I host, that including DC Alliance, Batman News Weekly, Ranger Alliance, and of course, Star Wars Alliance. Like Katie said, um, Ranger Alliance did put out a Patreon episode on the evolution of Power Ranger costumes. There hasn't been a whole lot recently. Um, I know that, you know, in the 2017 movie, they did some wacky stuff. But how could they really make it a modern superhero-esque movie with that type of new evolution of clothing, of aesthetic as far as the tone of the show and everything else? We talk all about it. So go check out that Patreon for sure. Um, we at Ranger Alliance had a awesome time, all three of us. So go check it out for sure. And Clay still has not added Star Wars Alliance into his link tree. Uh... <laughs> I said it um... on DZ Alliance that I would do it. And he still hasn't done it. Y'all, and if you listened to DC Alliance and you came back to listen to this, I appreciate you. I'm sorry I was so um, angry <laughs> Monday night. I Again, I was just tired and in pain, and I don't do well with that, either of those. So I do apologize. I'm typically much better behaved, I would say. So... <laughs> Y'all, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Slice of Katie. That is also my Instagram if you're interested in following me there. Um, my two shows, I have Slice of Film on Twitter. It's at Slice of Film 1. Um, we will be talking about The Northman, which is Robert Eggers' new movie. Um, I've got Mark and James Preston Poole from Full Circle Cinema joining me for that one. So that will be a cool one. That will be live next Monday. Star Wars Alliance. Clays and I, Clay and I are both here. Um, that is on Twitter. It's at Star Wars Alliance without the A in the war is very important. Don't forget it. Um, and it is also on Instagram. I'm going to spend some time this weekend trying to do a reel. We're going to see how it goes. Um, but you can find us there. So with that, I want to wish everyone a great day or night, whatever time you're listening or watching. And we will see you all next time. May the force be with you. See ya.